After three in a row on the road, Red Bull returns home Thursday night against Philadelphia. We break down the road trip and what's coming up with the captain, Sean Davis. With Connor Lade, this is Matt Harmon from the New York Red Bull Radio Network. It's time for another episode of Red Bulls Weekly. Another game in the season for the New York Red Bulls and perhaps their best win of the year so far. They've had some good ones, but this last one uh, really solid. Their first three points on the road. They take the decision over Orlando City with Connor Lade. I'm Matt Harmon. This is Red Bulls Weekly. We're brought to you by the New Jersey Institute of Technology. Connor, I'm not sure that the smile has left your or my face after that game uh, from the other night. This was such an important game overall in just the content of the season. Yeah, you could say 11 games in, there's so many more games left. But at some point, as we've said week in and week out, got to win on the road. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you can feel a collective weight off everyone's shoulders, because especially with a young team, you're always going to be looking how you're stacking up against teams around the league. And, you know, they've found a really good way at home and they've, you know, gotten back to that dominant form at Rebel Arena, but they've just been missing that piece on the road, trying to put together, uh, you know, to get a result. And they've done really well in spurts, but they haven't been able to put it all together. And you feel like this game finally able to, you know, get three points in a really, really tough place to play. Like we talked about Orlando in the summer is no easy task. And I think that was a really, you know, a signature win for them, something that they can really use to, you know, propel themselves into another tough result or a tough game against Philly on Thursday. So I think it was a game that they can be very, very proud of especially in the form that Orlando is. And I think uh, it's a jumping off point for this team. Yeah, now two in a row at home, Philly on Thursday. And then a week after that, it'll be Miami at home. Um, Connor, the Philly game, you and I broke it down when these teams played earlier in the year. I, I thought watching it, there were moments where you could say, yeah, Philadelphia, very good team, not taking anything away from what they've done over the course of this season and go back to last year when they won the Shield. But I thought there were moments in that game that that almost not only could you come out of it with a draw in what turned out to be a one nothing loss, but there were moments where I was waiting for one, two, three goals because the chances were there in the second half of that match. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're spot on with that. I think they definitely had a lot of opportunities, just couldn't, you know, find the right type of, uh, you know, combinations in the final third to really put things all together. But again, another performance on the road that you can look back on and be somewhat proud of, you know, that you go into a tough place where Philly, again, a team that we know is it's a team like whenever you play them, it's a measuring stick game because they're one of the top teams in the East, especially the past couple of years. And so it's going to be a tough game. And I feel like whenever we match up with this team, there's always bad blood between us and Philly. That adds another layer to the game. And it's going to be exciting. So I feel like, you know, to get them at the type of place that they are in the season now, I feel like the Rebels are primed for another huge result that they can, you know, add to this collection of signature wins that they've had so far and really turn the corner in their progression as a, as a young team. Little bit of a shorter turnaround with the game on Thursday night and no game over the course of this coming weekend. My question for you, Connor, is I don't think you or I would, would dispute how important that game was against Orlando. So, Players probably walking into the training facility feeling pretty good about themselves from a coaching standpoint. Think of any coach that you've had after a big win. How does a coach bring everybody back down to earth a little bit and understand that, okay, great win in Orlando, but that that's done now. And it really doesn't mean as much if we don't 
now hold serve at home against Philadelphia. Yeah, I think in you talk about a quicker turnaround. I feel like that's the perfect thing for a young team who maybe you want to bring back down to earth a little bit. You just get right into your next opponent. You don't even allow any time for you to feel good about yourself. You just start breaking down video. I'm sure they're in the video room today breaking down Philly, what they want to do. They're drawing up the game plan against them. So you really don't have time to feel great about a win because you're so focused on your next opponent. I feel like the leaders that they have in that locker room and Gerhard setting the standards so high for this group. I don't think that we have to worry about them getting a little complacent. I think they are all have, you know, the great leadership, you know, the foundation there with the leadership and all these young players do have a very good head on their shoulders and they know what's expected of them. And so I think it's, it's, it's exciting and you want great confidence to be building this locker room. You just have to find a way of, you know, making sure it's confidence and not complacency. One quick word we want to give as much as we can for our guest. We've got the captain, Sean Davis, coming up after the break. Um, Connor, a guy that you played with, a guy that you know very well. You're both homegrown guys, so the connections are are, are so there between the two of you. Um, he's done so well this year, and I think for Sean Davis, okay, he's been in the league for a number of years now. He's 28 years old. He's established himself, um, and I think you'd agree with me so far this year, I think we've seen the best, most consistent version of Sean Davis that we've ever seen before. Taking into account, he's had years where he's been very good. Agreed. I think Sean's been absolutely fantastic this year. And especially with the group that they have, and, you know, they're bringing in younger and younger players. You need to, the best teams in MLS find the balance of bringing in those young players, but you need that consistency and that veteran spirit within the locker room. And Sean just embodies all of that. You know, he's a natural leader, whether that's, you know, speaking or just teaching, you know, uh, leading from example. And so I think it's he's the perfect person to be wearing that armband. And really, we like you said, we've seen an incre- he's been in incredible form. Uh, he's been a, a stalwart in that that midfield. And, you know, whatever pieces are brought in around him, you know what the effort and consistency you're getting from Sean. And I think it's been so impressive because we know the emphasis that Gerhard puts on him and his word in that locker room. And I feel like he's just taken that one next step in his progression as a leader. And it's exciting to see, and especially as a homegrown player, uh, you know, I'm so proud of him and, you know, for the next generations of homegrown players coming up, what a example that he holds every day. And uh, you know, he's, he's inspiring the next generation coming up and we're so proud of him. Yeah, no doubt, Connor. Very well said. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. Uh, We will be joined by number 27, Sean Davis. He is the captain of this New York Red Bull team who gets set to take on Philadelphia Thursday night. Should be a great atmosphere at Red Bull Arena. Steve Jowling and I have the radio call for you. Uh, Hopefully you're coming out to the arena in what should be a real fun, fun game between two of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. We're brought to you by NJIT. We take a quick pause. We're back with more Red Bull Weekly right after this. New York Red Bulls Weekly brought to you in part by the New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT makes industry-ready engineers in more than 20 fields. If it's engineering, it's at NJIT. Number one of the nation for student upward economic mobility. Learn more at njit.edu. Back here on Red Bulls Weekly with my co-host, Connor Laid. I'm Matt Harmon. We've got the radio call for you. Myself, Steve Jolly, as we always do on the New York Red Bull Radio Network, comes up on Thursday night with a 7 o'clock pregame show. The 8 o'clock kickoff will also be at Sirius XMFC, Channel 157. And as we talked about before the break, a return visit from the captain 
Sean Davis, who's good enough to give us some time post-training. Um, you know, Sean, we we do this as an audio podcast, but we can all see each other, and every once in a while, grab the clip out. I have to say, of the three of us, let's just get it out of the way, you have the most boring backdrop I've ever seen, just one solid white wall. Yeah, I've tried to iron that out over the past. You know, I've tried different locations in my house, in my apartment, and I think this is the safest uh, way for me to go. You know, it's not very controversial. Um, you know what you're going to get. But I do admire uh, what you guys are doing on your end. That looks great. It looks fun. You know, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm at the beach right now in, in uh, the lifeguard headquarter office. Connor's all about himself. He's got a self-promoting <laughs> wall behind him. I mean, I got some magnets here. You doesn't, see those? Sean, doesn't Sean Davis have cool soccer memorabilia? that he could have on the wall behind him? Not yet. Not yet. I'm still working on that, but hopefully one day. Uh, but like I said, it's, you know, I just like to keep it safe. I never know what's going to pop up in my apartment. So uh, it's just better this way. This is my go-to spot. Clearly, Sean, you. I was going to say, Connor, clearly he needs to, he needs to talk to the guy who's in charge of player relations. I'm pretty sure that's your job, isn't it? Listen, we don't need Sean worrying about backgrounds. We need him, you know, focus on exactly what he's focused on. Exactly. He's got plenty of time after your career to worry about what's on the wall when you're doing whatever you're doing. After but I do right know now. if I'm ever if if I'm ever doing a podcast after my career, it's got to look like Connor's Connor's there cave. There, it, I mean, we'll get, all, we'll get it. We'll get you your own vanity den. Just like <laughs> there we go. Sean, you know when when you think of it, Connor, I think brings up a, a great point, and that is worry about what it is you're supposed to be doing and that's continuing to get better with this Red Bull team. We we have talked almost every week about, you know, kind of the up and down start to the season, the struggles on the road. Uh but man, right now and I, and I saw you after the game in Orlando do the quick little blurb the 91st minute just talking about how proud you are of the team, the direction that you guys are in right now and and coming off a, uh, I'd say at this point of the year, about a third in, a signature win against a really good Orlando City team. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, um, I'll talk about Gerhard a little bit here because at the beginning of the season, you know, he, um, he was pretty honest about, you know, where we were at and how he saw the season going. And without a doubt, he had so much belief in the group. But uh, I think even he anticipated an up and down start to the season just – uh, because there was a lot of turnover, you know, not only is the staff new, but a lot of the players are new. And so we're also a very young team. And so it's it's not always going to be, um, you know, straight up uh, linear progression, but um, instead there's going to be ups and downs. And that's certainly how the first few weeks of the season um, have been. And, you know, I think it makes sense, uh, you know, when you're going on the road against New England, in New England two times, it's not easy, especially for um, younger guys who are, are just getting their first taste of, of MLS. And so, um, you know, reflecting back on that first, um, you know, I guess those first 10, 11 games, um, it's similar to what Gerhard predicted. Um, but I think, like you mentioned, this Orlando game um, that we got, we just got through um, was certainly a, a big win for us. And I think we could all feel that, uh, you know, we were progressing as a group and for it all to come together and to get the win down there, our first road win, um, is special. It gives us a lot of confidence, a lot of momentum. Um, but it's something that, um, you know, we're very happy about, but that we have to, um, you know, again, reset and be ready for this next challenge because 
the East this year is so close, um, you know, and, and I do believe we're a very, very good team, but we have to continue to prove that um, week in, week out. That's what makes you a great team in this league. Yeah, Sean, I mean, talk about, like Matt said, signature win, but I, I'm looking at these standings and, you know, you guys are right on the line, obviously a huge road win, but you look at some of the teams that are underneath you guys and you know when those teams start hitting their stride, you know they're going to start picking up points, so how have you helped the team really? I mean, it, it's got to feel like a, a weight off your chest getting that first road win. So how have you helped this young group really, uh, you know, create that road mentality and, and get in that mindset of, you know, not really stressing about the result, but just worrying about getting a good performance on the road? Yeah, it's, you know, it's definitely a process. And I think uh, we've had a lot of um, early uh, experiences on the road. Um you know, little mistakes here and there, which again, when you have a, a young group, that's part of the, the growth of the team. And you have to accept that because, you know, guys are stepping out of their comfort zone. The intentions are, are so good and um, the attitude and training is great. And you just know that it's all going to come together eventually. And, you know, you, you think about, again, some of the places that we've played in, um, going to LA, New England, in Atlanta, those are great experiences, especially for, for young guys. And so, you just know that um, those are going to be important and that eventually um, it'll all fall into place. And I think that's what we saw in Orlando. And, you know, it's a, a great place to get a first win. It's not easy to play down there. It's a great environment. Um, you know that. And to get that win together, um, you know, even when we tied 1-1, there's, a you know, that, that adversity um, that we went through. I think, again, that's an important experience. But it's all, uh, you know, it all ties into the bigger picture. And that's, you know, us becoming a better team, growing as a team, um, and continuing to string uh, strong performances together. That's ultimately what we want and need. And, you know, we want to be a, a great team, um, one of the best teams uh, by the time playoff, the playoffs come around. And so, um, again, these are great experiences, and we just have to continue to honor that work by resetting and, um, you know, going again on, on Thursday against Philly. Sean, 28 years old. And, and I know the last time we talked, we talked about how crazy it is that you have been in major league soccer for as long as you've been. What I want to ask you about is that with this young roster, knowing, as you said, Gerhard Struber, honest about there'll probably be ups and downs at the beginning part of the season. I'm sure you as a veteran player were expecting that as well. What's the, what's the messaging been from let's even say the last three games, New England on the road, Atlanta on the road, Orlando on the road, because you, you think of the New England game, okay, you got that second half, there was some fight right at the end. Um, but at some point, I'm sure there's that natural, man, we just can't get any points on the road. What's the messaging in between New England, Atlanta, Atlanta, Orlando? Yeah, uh, you know, I would even rewind a little bit more to that Nashville game where we're coming off a big break and, you know, we know how important that home game is because we have a tough three games on the road. And so I think we had a very professional performance against a strong Nashville side who, you know, Connor, you're looking at the standings, they're doing extremely well and they're one of the most experienced teams in the league. And so um, to have another strong home performance against an experienced side like Nashville, I think that was a, a really good sign for us. And then, yeah, thinking about the, the home form versus the away form, um, you, you can tell that you have, that we have a really good group and you can tell in those performances at home that, 
um, we're executing on what we talk about all week, the game plan, the tactics, the mentality. So you can tell that we have all the ingredients. And then it was just all about putting that together. And we knew that this was a, a huge stretch. And, you know, I think if uh, we reflect on uh, these last four games, you know, I think we would take, um, you know, two wins, a tie and a, and a loss, honestly. And, you know, you never want to lose these games, especially against the Eastern Conference opponents. But New England's been really sharp. And um, again, these we see these as learning experiences. And so getting through that New England game, uh, we realized that we kind of shot ourselves in the foot and that um, there were some really good moments, but um, that if we wanted to get results on the road, that we have to be sharp for 90 minutes and we have to be uh, ready for any challenges, obstacles. And um, that's certainly what we face in Atlanta and um, Orlando. And again, the, the best part is seeing the progression, seeing performances get better and better, um, more complete. And, uh, you know, on top of that, seeing younger guys step in and and perform, uh, you know, because we've, we have faced a, a lot of adversity with injuries alone. So, um, I think that's just kind of rounding out the group. I think the whole team is coming together. Uh, individuals are progressing, uh, growing and, and developing. And so I think it's been a lot of fun for all of us. Sean, you talk about, you know, young group and guys getting more comfortable within the team and the, it, it's no secret this is a team based on youth, but for you, I, you know, speaking personally, I, f- I feel like you're having one of your best years. I feel like you've been very, very solid. Uh, you know, you're entering the prime of your career right now, but for you, you know, setting aside the leadership things of, you know, kind of molding this young group and kind of Red Bulling them up. We talked to John Wallenack before game, Red Bull two games. We're talking about Red Bulling up guys and trying to teach them and, uh, you know, about the tactics identity. But for you, how did you approach this season for you personally? And, you know, what can you attribute to really the a great start to the year for yourself personally? Yeah, for me, um, you know, I just tried to evaluate, you know, what I could do better, uh, strengths and weaknesses. And then also there was a long um, off season. And so I just saw it as a, another opportunity to stay sharp, get fit. Um, and, you know, thinking about, guys around the league, you know, if I could outwork them in the off season, I think that that would set me up well going into preseason um, and the regular season, especially knowing, uh, getting a taste of how Gerhard wanted to play um, in that last week when we were playing Columbus in the playoffs, you know, getting that feel for what he was looking for. I think that was really helpful in trying to figure out what I could bring to this group and what I could personally do in the off season to give myself the best chance to, to help the team. And, um, you know, being fit, uh, being sharp, I think that gave me a really strong foundation heading in, into preseason. And, um, you know, that's something I always take pride in is coming and prepared. And then on top of that, understanding the leadership and the experience that I can bring to the team, especially when we have so many young guys, so many talented young players, you know, that are fear, fearless when they go out there and play and they're not thinking too much. Um, and, you know, that brings out some great qualities in them. And then just trying to, um, you know, find my role within the group to, to make sure that we have professional, mature performances. And, um, you know, I think that that while also, you know, taking care of my own game, I think that's really important. And honestly, at the end of the day, it's just about doing whatever it takes to win, you know, the business. And that's the most important thing. And, you know, I think the clarity that um, Gerhard has brought, he has a unique formation, um, maybe not so unique when you're considering we play a, a very similar form- formation as Philly, but um, in the grand scheme of things, a lot of us hadn't played a diamond, you know, not many teams 
um, will go in that direction. And so having that clarity, um, under, you know, I think Gerhard uh, has done a really good job of, you know, not only speaking with myself, but other experienced players within the team and being clear about what he expects from us on a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, what makes the, uh, the team tick, the tactical adjustments, and then, you know, taking my experiences and just trying to help the younger guys adjust and, um, you know, have the right mentality game in, game out. I think that's um, been a, a, an important part of our team. And so, again, just trying to do whatever's necessary to help the team win. Um, I think that's what it comes down to. You know, it's, it's as simple as that. Without thinking too much about anything else, it's just showing up every single week um, with the right attitude, right mentality, right work ethic, you know, in training and knowing that that will translate and give us the best chance to win on the weekend. It's definitely been translating so far. And I, I feel I find it interesting, you know, in my last year, the last two years, you know, the team was definitely getting younger and younger, but I never really felt like one of those old guys. And I want to ask yeah. you kind of in a, in a locker room full of really not a, not a ton of 20 year olds, even, it, you know, you've got a lot of teenagers, you've got, you know, young professionals coming through, but a lot of experience, but, do you feel older right now or do you still feel like the young guy in there? Oh, no, for sure. I definitely feel older, uh, especially after this uh, three-game road trip, you know, where Aaron's out, Danny's out, and, you know, I look around and it's like Ryan, it's Amro, and then myself, you know, and we're just sitting there and we're like, wow, where did all the time go? Um, but, again, you just have to embrace it. And, you know, I really enjoy being around the younger guys. They do keep me young keep me up to date on the latest trends, tell me about all their drama and gossip going on in their lives. And, um, you know, it's, it's been really fun to watch the young guys grow and develop. And, you know, I think about where I was at their age, you know, I was in high school, college, and, you know, I can't imagine being in their shoes um, when I was around that age and seeing them step up and, um, you know, meet the demands of MLS has been a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I know it's a really exciting time for them as well. So, I'm really happy for them. And, and that's what makes the wins even sweeter, you know, and that's the motivation every week is, you know, for all of us to experience this together and, and feel really good about it and see how far we could take it. And, you know, I'm really confident in the, in the group and the players and the staff that we have. And again, we have to maintain this um, mentality. We have to maintain this, um, you know, desire to win. That's the most important thing, but it's been a really fun process for me, pushing myself out of my comfort zone as a leader and, um, you know, again, embracing the younger guys on the team and having a good time, you know, on and off the field. Um, it, it's been fun. Sean, you know, there's there's so many follow up questions that pop into my mind as you're going through answers like that. I, I'm going to ask this and I don't I don't have any idea. Usually I can kind of predict where somebody might answer something. I don't know where you're going to go with this as as a guy who strikes me. And I've known you since you've come up since 2015 when we started with radio till now. We've had a lot of conversations. You've always struck me, number one, as a true professional, a guy who takes his craft extremely serious. But with a lot of young players now, how does Sean Davis let loose and joke around with the younger guys, but also maintain his stature as the captain of the team? Yeah, that's a, a really good question. And I think, uh, you know, the my comfort zone is leading by example. So if you ask the younger guys, you'll see me on the massage table all the time <laughs> and they'll think I'm a, a, an old man, a grandpa. But, um, you know, just showing up with the right mentality, first of all, that's that's the most important thing. And, you know, understanding that whether we win or lose, you have to show up and you have to train hard. And, 
um, you know, that's ultimately how you're going to establish establish yourself as a professional. And, you know, that's the route that I've taken that Connor's taken and you have to train the right way. And then when you get your opportunity, you have to make the most of it, whether that's going down to USL and um, staying sharp down there and making the most of that opportunity, or when you get minutes off the bench or starting um, that you have uh, the right approach. So I think having that dialogue with younger players is really important. Hearing about their experiences going down with the, the second team, uh, which is extremely important because that's how you establish yourself as a, a professional. That's how you show that you're ready for bigger challenges. And, um, you know, people, I, I think Frankie Amaya was asking me, you know, if I watch other, other sports and different things like that, or if I watch other teams and I don't watch that much on TV. Uh, the team I watch the most is Red Bull too. And, you know, when I watch those games, I'm watching younger players and, and how they're progressing. And then I'm especially watching guys on the first team go down there and hopefully make a difference in the right way. And I know exactly what that's like because, um, you know, that's how I have had to establish myself um, with Jesse. And so I understand the importance of that. So I can relate in those kind of ways and, and share different advice and pull guys aside and, um, you know, hear about how they felt during the games, how they felt it went and just stressing the importance of, of proving them themselves day in, day out. That's ultimately how you're going to stay as a pro because it's not easy to, to continue to, you know, we're so lucky and privileged to have what we have and to play for the Red Bulls and have the facility that we have and all the resources. And so I just try to stress that importance um, onto the younger guys. And then also, you know, you can't always be uh, lecturing the guys, of course, and you want to hear about their lives off the field. What are they doing to stay busy? Um, you know, what do they do for fun? And, um, you know, just trying to relate and connect with them that way, I think is important. And, um, you know, try to be that big brother. I think that that approach um, goes a long way in, in um, establishing that mutual respect. And, um, you know, again, that's been a lot of fun for me hearing about their experiences, um, you know, because I, I remember when I was a young pro and how great of a feeling it was, but also understanding the pressure that I felt to, to perform every day. So um, it's been fun. You know, I, I really like that role. And, and if I can help the guys out, then, um, you know, even better. That's that's a big part of my responsibility as captain. A very politically correct answer, as I was expecting, Connor, that we would get. He's been trained very well. I, the first, <laughs> I remember the first time I talked to Sean one-on-one and did something on camera, it was the year after Dax McCarty had been traded and it was in Arizona, and it was how are you going to kind of balance maybe being the guy that's thought of as the replacement so I'm going to ask the direct question, and you said, as the big brother, as the captain. So with that, there's got to be a guy that the older guys like to tease a little bit more than maybe some of the other younger guys. <laughs> On Red Bulls Weekly right now, Sean Davis, tell yeah. us, who's the guy that's the most fun to kind of jab a little bit? Oh, man, that's tough because I have a lot of guys that I like to, um, you know, talk crap to. And even someone like Amro, I love messing with him and hearing his experiences, but he's, you know, we're a similar age. Then we can go down the ladder a little. I think uh, we have a lot of fun with uh, Andrew Gutman and, um, you know, he, he dishes it, he takes it. So it's been a lot of fun getting to know Andrew. And um, he also lives in Jersey city too. So, uh, which is where I live. And um, it's been fun hanging out with him off the field as well. Um, and then going even younger, uh, let's see, Cameron Harper, he's a Jersey City guy who, 
you know, when Andrew Gutman was injured, he, he was a little nervous to ask, you know, Danny or me for rides because we were much older than him, but it's been fun um, hearing him vent about life in, in the car rides to and from training. Um, so we'll definitely um, give him some stick. Trying to think who else. Um, Kaden, of course, we got we to gotta talk smack to him. But you could really go around the horn and, uh, you know, no one's off limits. It's especially with the younger guys, Tolkien. Uh, but it, it's a fun time. And, you know, we pick our moments. It's easier when Danny and Aaron are there and then we can kind of just bully a few guys. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great group. It's, it's a fun locker room. And, again, there, it, we're never short of stories in there. I can go to any guy and I'd love hearing about what they're up to, what they're thinking and, um, you know, what's the latest with their off the field life, where they're going out to eat. Um, you know, those kind of things, those small details are, are a lot of fun to hear about. And, you know, as they get accustomed to, to playing for the team. It definitely is a fun locker room because I, I have a quick one, Matt. Uh, we gave a little brief tour of the training facility the other day with a couple players and Drew Yearwood and John Tolkien were giving tours to some of our our season ticket holders and going around the locker room a little bit and looking at what each guy, you know, kind of has in their locker. Not a lot of, not a lot that guys are keeping there, but we did come across a pair of boxing gloves and I hear that there was, you know, maybe some, a moment in training where Sean had to lay into some guys and the next day there was a pair of boxing gloves there. You got to give us a little story about that. Yeah, so we had a we had a training. Uh, I forget which training session it was, but it was a a day before the game, and you know, just it happens, especially in professional sports, things get heated, and um, you know, the guys don't really see me that that often um, get angry, but I definitely got mad that day, and so when I was uh, back on the massage table after training, Drew and Patrick they brought me some boxing gloves, um, and so. Now they sit above my, my locker room in case, uh, you know, things boil over anytime. And so, again, you're talking about fun guys. Drew brings a lot of great energy um, to the locker room. So I can't imagine how him and Tolkien were handling uh, the tour of the facility. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, especially in professional sports, like there's a lot that goes on. It's, it's so competitive. And, you know, as you know, um, you know, training gets heated and, and that's part of it. And part of the fun and afterwards you laugh about it and what stays on the field you know stays on the field and uh, you know now I have some great boxing gloves uh, above my my locker in case that happens again so I can thank Drew and, and Patrick for that a couple more minutes with the captain Sean Davis who's good enough to give us some time here uh, before the big game against Philadelphia um, Sean you've mentioned I think not uh, intentionally being on the massage table a lot. <laughs> and I think it makes sense because as I, as I was reminded before you came on today, you have played every minute of every match so far. You have not come off. You, you have not skipped a start. Um, is that something that consciously is in your mind? Hey, 11 games in, I've played every minute. I haven't missed a start. I haven't done anything almost to the point where I'm sure when, when at some point this year, Gerhard says to you, we're not going to start you. You're probably going to say, well, wait a minute. I, I, I You never take me out, and I always start. <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, knock on wood. Uh, but, yeah, it's been a, a great start to the season uh, for me personally. Um, you know, I just love being on the field. And, 
you know, I, I feel like I live a very boring life away from soccer just because I know that, um, you know, the most important thing is being fit and ready to help the team in, in any way possible. And for me, that means being available for, for selection. And, um, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in um, trying to be a, as good of a pro as possible. And, you know, I can thank all the older guys when I was a young player, um, watching them, watching their habits. I think that really helped, um, you know, me figure out who I wanted to be, what I wanted to be, the player that um, I wanted to be. And, um, you know, those experiences, again, are, are the ones that I'm trying to pass on to the younger guys. And, um, you know, you talk about Gerhard uh, potentially offering me rest. Well, he loves to push guys, again, out of their comfort zone. And he's a big believer that uh, sometimes we limit ourselves in our minds and in, in what we can achieve and that we have to think bigger. And so um, I just always want to be ready to help the team in any way possible. And um, you know, if that means playing every minute, so be it. I, I'd love for that to be the case. Um, but I appreciate every minute I'm on the field and I just try to, again, do whatever I can to, to help the team win. And, you know, there's a lot of little details that go into that. And, and one of them is taking care of myself off the field the right way. And, you know, I've been fortunate um, so far this season and hoping to, to maintain that uh, level of consistency going forward. Yeah, well, whatever you're doing, Sean, keep doing because it's working out great. But I appreciate it. You talk, you talk about, you know, living a boring life off the field, but I, I don't think that's necessarily the case because one thing I always admired about you, Sean, is you always had, you know, your hobbies, whatever were your hobbies at the time, you put everything into it. And you, you got set on time, whether that was, you know, being the rookie on the plane with a huge history book, yeah. cards or whatever, and you were studying history. Um, but I want to know what is that thing now for you off the field that, you know, when you do get a chance to unwind, we talked to Tom Barlow and he's talking about doing some Wim Hof breathing and we <laughs> talked to like Drew Yearwood and he's busy trying to take my crown as the king of Morristown. So what is it for you that you like to unwind off the field? Oh right man, up? both, both of those things are so true. I mean, I'm a big Wim Hof fan as well with Tom Barlow and, you know, we have definitely been um, talking about bre breathing exercises and, you know, the benefits of cold showers and then you're spot on with drew being the king of morristown but i've 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 heard rumors that he's thinking about going for the king of jersey city soon so a move might be in order which you might want to ask him about uh but for me personally you know before like back when we were uh, on the team together connor we would we we had this uh squad they call it in Fortnite. it was aaron tim uh alex and myself and we would play a lot of video games, like an unhealthy amount. And I know a lot of players are, are, are playing now, you know, they have these little game cases and, you know, ever since Aaron had Kaya, his baby, uh, you know, he was basically the glue to our group. And so we don't play video games anymore, but to answer your question, you know, what I like to do off the field, honestly, I spend so much time just horizontal on the couch, just resting. Um, but when I'm on the couch, I'm, you know, watching TV or, uh, you know, one of my big goals this year was trying to read a lot more. And with the absence of video games, that's helped. So always trying to read. Um, and then, you know, what I love to do the most probably is just spend time with, you know, my girlfriend, with Aaron, his fiance, with their baby Kaya, like, and Danny. That's, um, you know, the most enjoyable time, especially after games. Um, that helps me kind of unwind and, and relax. So spending time with friends is, is the best, but, you know, during the week in preparation for the game, I'm mostly just in my apartment 
um, doing nothing really, just hanging out on the couch. And, you know, the Euros are going to start now soon. So I'll be watching that, but um, really just trying to do whatever possible to, to recharge and uh, be ready for the next session or, or game. Sean, last one before we let you go. Uh, and, and, you know, we've gone almost a half an hour and we haven't mentioned the game, the most oh, important yeah. one, which is the next game. That being Philadelphia exactly. comes up on Thursday night. Um, they nipped you guys the last time when you played down in Chester. I thought it was a game that there were a lot of opportunities for, for New York, especially in the second half. Do you guys frame this 12 games into the season as another potential statement type game? Yeah, I think we see it as another great opportunity for us to prove, uh, you know, how good of a team we can be. And Philly is a very strong team. They just won Supporter Shield last year. They have a lot of returning players. They're well coached. Um, they have talent all over the field. And, you know, as a player, these are the games you want to play in. Um, the most demanding ones, the most challenging ones. And again, this is going to be part of our growth as a team. And Already we're playing Philly twice. We played New England twice, um, you know, and so Orlando twice. So when you start thinking about it, we're, we're really up against some of the top teams in the league and, you know, in this early season. And um, that's exactly what we want. We want to test ourselves. And uh, this is no different. So, you know, it's up to us to take the momentum from Orlando. We don't want to take steps backward. We want to continue to, to uh, climb the table. Um, especially at home, you know, we've, we've talked so much about being a great team at home. And, you know, aside from that opening game from Kansas city, we've done well, but we can't get comfortable. I think complacency is, um, you know, very dangerous, especially for a, a, a younger group. And so we have to show up, um, you know, and go balls to the wall, you know, and, and give absolutely everything. And, um, you know, that's, that's what's required with our playing style, especially against a team like, Philly that plays um, in a similar way. So huge test for us, huge opportunity. That's how we're seeing it. And, um, you know, another chance to get three points at home. So um, looking forward to it. Perfect time to wrap up. You can hop back on the massage table, watch the Euros, watch the Euros at the same time, do some breathing with Tom Barlow um, and have a real busy afternoon. Sean, we really appreciate you coming on um, and, and giving us kind of, you know, almost a, a state of the union as it sits right now and get some insight into the guys as well. We'll do it again soon. Best of luck on Thursday night. As always, appreciate you coming on, um, giving us some time, and we'll look forward to three points against the Union in a couple of nights. Yep, Matt and Connor, always great chatting. Thanks for having me, and uh, see you guys soon. Thanks, Johnny. All right, guys. We we wrap up we wrap up Red Bulls Weekly here and uh, let you know, of course, that we will broadcast for you Thursday night. My Steve, myself, Steve Jolly, will have the call for you. Uh, we'll start at seven o'clock with the countdown kickoff game show. Game time at eight o'clock as New York tries to take all three against Philadelphia. Thanks always for listening to Red Bulls Weekly.